if you've been listening up until this point, then you might know that everything is edited. But you also probably know, if assuming you've listened to every episode, if you haven't, why the fuck are you on this one? Uh, but sometimes we do it live. Sometimes we're here in person. Sometimes we do the thing. Today, that's how it's going to be. And I'm going to let you know. It's going to be like this probably from now on. No more disclaimers from here on out unless something interesting happens. Uh, if we do the voice effects, you'll know it. If we don't do the voice effects, just expect that because for right now, we do it when we hang out in person and in person mean no voice effects. Yep, that's exactly what it means. And our sponsor, Anchor, wants, you, uh, wants us to let you know um, that they fully endorse Motafe. And that they're happy to, you know, give us a platform that we can easily put our podcast on. Um, that's why you're able to listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Fuck fandom. Yeah, fuck fandom, no. An- this is an anchor family. Anchor, Spotify. Anchor, Spotify. Anchor. Go check out the... They- we're not getting paid for this, I mean... No, they we're, we're overselling it. You know, do you think we could, you know... Look someone up at the anchor and you know tell them that we did this <laughs> and ask for some more money. They might give it to us, honestly. You never know. By the way, just curious. I'm just going to do this in character, too. How much have we made so far? What's it up to? Let me see a live total so I can tell you the most accurate thing. It's the only way you could get this, folks, live in person. It's not true, but this could have been done at any point. Drum roll, please. We have made... Fourteen dollars and forty-eight cents. Oh my God! I know. Thank you. Thank you. Please leave tips. Please leave tips. Please donate. Subscribe to our Patreon. We don't have one. We don't have enough listeners for that. God damn it! Right. If you listen, comment on something just so we know you exist. Emily Therese Parsons, if you're out there, text me and say. I don't know. I can't say anything. Do nipples. That's probably weird enough. Who is this? Just some girl. And you know her? Yeah. Who is she? she from Clark State. She discovered Oh, okay. Yeah. She discovered your channel. Yeah, she discovered it. Uh, well, thank you for listening, Emily. Um, hope she's cool. <laughs> I'm just saying. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I hope she's cool with the she, content that's about to happen. I don't think she's discovered Motif yet. That's why I put in a listening check. You know, Emily, if you're listening, send nipples because I don't believe you're listening. You want her to send a picture of her nipples? No! No! No, just the word nipples. I am so sorry. You just met this young lady, what, a couple weeks ago? King Lear. Oh, you met a King Lear? Yeah, five years ago. Never heard about her in five years and never heard about her. All right, without further ado, bring in the, you know, Daffy Duck, whoever introduces the Looney Tunes. Bring in the set. Sister Marble in captivity! You've been sleeping ever since we got here, Samantha. Can you please wake up? I'm really scared. And Hagerty and Hobart are gonna come back. Samantha! No, she's sleeping. No.
Shut the fuck up in there, dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Marble. <laughs> I can hear you fucking heavy breathing. Did you like to come in there? Why are you looking like you're so fucking scared of me, dude? I haven't hurt you since you got here. DJ, you chipped me! You took a chip out of me by stepping Oh, I got a chip out of... You think you're going to be a speed marble ever? Not anymore. I didn't want to be one anyway, but if I ever did, you took away any chance. Yeah, well, I, you know what I said earlier, right? Like 30 fucking seconds ago, I told you to shut the hell up. I know, and you told me that you would make me a chipped up anal bead if I didn't stop. You actually seemed like you kind of wanted to do that. Uh, so that's why I told you I wasn't going to do it. So like, I promise you, no, I did not want to. Oh, and he... it's rape. Oh, well, I mean. Just shut the hell up in here. You're going to wake up Samantha. I'm trying to. I'm going to wake up so bad. Yeah, well, here's the thing, Sister Marble. She might be fucking dead. She had a fucking lethal dose of fucking tranquilizers. They couldn't get her out. PG, you killed her? <laughs> I didn't do it. I Fuck, no. She's but not dead. I mean... Did it. You can see her breathing. I'm just saying she got what could be a you know, lethal dose for most people. Should we make her vomit? Should I go in her mouth and make her vomit and touch her uvula and make her pee? <laughs> no, no. Actually, I mean, she could sleep in it, yeah. But did Throw up in her mouth and puke and die and choke and die on it. Yeah, well, isn't that the job of the marble? No, that's not the job of the marble. The job of the marble is. I'm the fucking captor, dude. You can't tell me how to do my copting. Oh my god. Send your dog, DG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like that? Hey! Sister Marble, I don't want to hear a peep out of you. I'm going to have to go shut this fucking mop up. can't fucking believe you, dude. It's the truth, DG. What? You've changed, Sister Marble. How have I changed? You've changed. You're the one that's changed, DG. I haven't changed ever fucking ever. You used to be someone to look up to and be a hero, DG, but now you're just a kid member. Oh, because I drunk drove? Really? You're believing the conspiracy theories now, too? Nancy Because I drunk drove? Nancy Sachs does not do conspiracy theories. Like, that's not what she does. Yeah, you just keep believing the mainstream news, fucking marble, little marble, fucking... You just look fucking gross. You look fucking dusty. No, no! Your fucking mom never won any fucking tournaments, ever. Oh! <laughs> She's a fucking piece of shit. Don't talk about my mom! Yeah, uh, yeah. Mom. Fucking cut me and tell me when your fucking mom's part of the ruby fucking rollers. You know what? She'll never fucking be. You know why? Because she's a dumbass fucking... Clear ass fucking marble. What's going on in here? Uh, What's going on in here? Just trying to shut up this dude. You're trying to shut up the. Well, honey, you would know that nothing's gonna shut up the marble, especially besides the tranquilizer. Didn't you see how well it worked for Samantha? Yeah, well, <laughs> cl clearly I thought of that, babe, but you can't tranquilize marble. It's marble. What veins are there? What am I gonna do? Yeah, I don't have any veins. You can't tranquilize no marble. <laughs> I guess you're right. It would be so much easier if we could just get that fucking
fucking bitch, Sister Marble, to make her unsentient. <laughs> Don't you agree? Oh, I mean, no. I don't think there's any reason to make her unsentient. I mean, you know, she's reasonable enough. You can get her to shut up eventually. I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. Please don't call Sister No to turn me gay. I mean, dead. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to go that far. I mean, Sister Marble, you're not making it better by continuing to talk. Why don't I have to stand up for myself and make myself understood? Well, don't you know I'm trying to do that for you? Well, you don't really know. I don't really know what I fucking trust you to do a good job. I mean, you're kind of got questions of character. The more you fucking speak, the more I do want to turn you off. There will be no sexual displeasure of the marble on my account, DG. <laughs> Dr. Caymanside says otherwise. <laughs> I need to give Samantha another lethal dose. She's not dying fast enough. <laughs> no, we didn't say we were going <laughs> to... Dude, I had to, Samantha, calm the fuck down, dude. I'm not Samantha, and I'm so I forgot. sick of you comparing me to Samantha, Jerry. <laughs> I'll never be You're like her. You're creeping me out, Mira Pose. <laughs> First name Mira, last name Pose. That's right, Sister Marble. It's me all along. Whoa, 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 whoa! You mean to tell me that? Doctor came inside. Is miracles? I didn't get that at all. Is that the truth, Mirapose? Yes, you nitwit. Don't you remember when I put on the doctor's outfit and told you every bit of the plan? Or were you too drunk already? <laughs> Just like Nancy Sex said you would be. Hey, you don't fucking say that about fucking me, dude. I'm not a fucking drunk. I might be high all the goddamn time on goat weed, but I don't have to fart. I might, you know, I had, really you know. stinks. Huh? That really stinks. Yeah? Your fart stinks like shit. I bet <laughs> you shit yourself. What the fuck, dude? I'm trying to do a thing here. God, whatever. I don't have to explain myself to you. I think I might be done with this shit anyway. What do you mean you're done, Derry? You can't be done. I think I might break up with you. This is like kind of <laughs> fucked up. Everything that's happened. You're gonna break up with me? The only person who has ever loved you, Derry? <laughs> no, it's just gotten to the point where, you know, I think I could probably, you know, just do this by myself. You made me, you know, my friends hate me. Sister Mom was afraid of me. I fucking almost killed a girl I made love with. Well... Maybe you should just uh, think about your actions and maybe think about what caused all those things to happen to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it all kind of started when I was framed for something I didn't do. Framed. Hmm, that's an interesting word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you that. I mean, whatever. Yeah, what? I, you know, I had drinks. I, you know. God damn it. Hey, LDG. LDG, cut it out. Good girl. She's so fucking cute, Mirabose. She is really cute. So cute, I might have to snap her neck while I'm smothering her. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know, like, what I'm not remembering from all my brain deadness. I don't know when you got this evil. I don't think I'm evil, Derry. Do you really think I'm evil? I don't know what's going on. I really don't. <laughs> I really, I'm so I fucking think you're evil because you made me miss my wedding. What the hell is she talking about? Oh, 
yeah, that's right, Sister Marble. Everybody thinks you're a fucking loser who ran away from their commitment. <laughs> Everybody thinks that Brandon is a pathetic piece of shit, and it's all because of you. <laughs> and what everybody thinks you did. Oh, that's heavy. <laughs> Why would you do that to me? I wanted to be pretty like a princess on my wedding day. S- Sister Marvel, you, you know you're you look at you know you look as pretty as a princess right now. Oh, don't coddle, don't coddle the woman we have been keeping tortured now, <laughs> yeah. Derry. I mean, come to think of it, she did fucking judge me. Of course she did. Everybody judged you, Terry. Even fucking you, though. No. You literally just sat here. Don't even act like that. Mirror pose, I can't do this right now. Oh, Derry. I can't fight with you right now. Derry, no. I know you can't. I know you can't. You feel I that? can't. You feel and that? I won't. You feel the tranquilizer, baby? Huh? You feel that tranquilizer? Oh. That's okay. really high. Oh. Lay oh. down with mama. Oh. Oh. There you go. It's there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get a little bit of milk? Okay. trying to find the we were trying to find a couple of those idols out there but the Bhagavita sent us to the wrong place exactly it's like he's trying to uh manipulate us or something uh you know i i don't know what to do but you know i just i don't know if he could be trusted anymore i think we gotta like rough him up style rough him up style i don't know what we're gonna do frankly i don't and it's your shit to figure out. I'm tired of doing all this. Well, you know, we need the three different dimension idols in order to get Big Red's necklace. Everywhere we've looked, they're not there. I'm telling you, Mirapose, everywhere we've looked, we're not getting them. We almost lost our heads in Gold India. You know Hoboth used to be three foot taller. He got fucking decapitated at the legs trying to get out of there. We almost died. at the legs. You left us for dead. my shins. You left us for dead and started. my fucking shins. Can you believe it? Started telling people we died as part of your backstory. That shit's bullshit. I went for a lot of fucking crooks in my day, but never somebody who's fucking crooked and as bad as you. Don't make me get out the tranquilizer. Don't forget I had an RX pad when I became Dr. Whatever it was. She, She comes again. Threaten us with the fucking tranquilizer after everything we've been through. After everything we've done for you, you're gonna come through here and. Bitch really thinks she's gonna do it! I think she does think she's gonna do it. The fucking bitch forgot. It don't work on sex gremlins. We got a whole fucking different system. We're completely different from her. We're completely different from you. We are completely different. If you two are done with your little display. I'm not done. Uh, oh. I'm going to tell you one more time. Oh. We're completely different from you. <laughs> Dumbass. Oh, well, I can tell you're completely different from me. You two are absolute savage beasts. Don't hurt my feelings. I've been my entire life. 
you know, to be frank, you hitting us with your newspaper just gives me a fucking hard-on. Excuse me while I fucking whack off over here. He's gonna go whack off over there. Yeah, I'm jerking it. I'm gonna sit over here and rub my clit. Yeah, that's right. Rub it my damn clit. Hoboth's a woman. We sex gremlins, we don't conform to your gender norms. That's all fine and well, and I'm very fine and dandy that Hobarth is a lady, Hagerty, that you don't need to teach me that, okay? Yeah, what's it doing? You see me rubbing it? It might be small. It's small. It's kind of like a clit. It's certainly a clitoris. There's nothing wrong with your micro penis. We can call it a clitoris. It's not a micro penis. It's a clitoris. I think we can both agree. It is technically a micro penis, Doctor. Now you, now you've gone doing it. Go darn go and done it, Haggerty. <laughs> Guess he fell in love. Go and done it. Guess he fell in the way he walked. Go like and done it, Haggerty. Shania Twain. I love Shania Twain. When she did that concert on Goat Island, I loved the scalping tickets outside of it and then watching it from the crow's nest of the pirate ship docked on the fucking dock. Whatever he said, yeah, exactly. You don't remember that shit? The party, of course I do. Of the party course I we do. had on Ferdinand Goat Jellin's pirate ship out there up in the crow's nest. That wasn't party like no other. We were drinking beer up there in this crow's nest, watching the tank, watching the t- watching the concert. We were drinking our beers. We were watching the concert. She sang that song, Marble. She sang that, that song. That song, yeah, that song. That uh... guess I fell in love, <laughs> gone and done it. Must have been in the way. way- I know, it's a really good song. Can you please let me go? Can you find it in your heart to let another Shania Twain fan go? Uh, Hold on. Cause... Gold on, gone, and done it. Ding, 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 ding. I suppose we can let it go. (laughs) No, no, no. No, the only person what? here who can, has any say is the one on the radio. Wait, you trying to do something? The one on the radio. <laughs> you guys don't know about the one on the radio, do you? Because you've been out on a smuggling run. Yeah, I mean, not exactly. A, you haven't given us time to listen to the radio. You think I wouldn't want to listen to the one old poor fucking dot seven? I fucking W-T-U-E. miss. I fucking miss ninety two nine fly ninety three the eagle ninety three the that fucking shit eagle. Was so good, that legendary. Was so good. I miss Fry Guy. He was one of the best DJs I ever heard. One of the best motherfucking DJs ever. Fry Guy. I wish he was still around. No, we can't even do. It. We can't even listen. Hot one zero two nine blazing. Hip hop and on B. Blazing. Blazing hip hop and on B. Casey Hall, big fan of Blazing Hip Hop and on B. Did not know that. No, you fucking idiots. The person on the radio is the one in charge of all of us. Did you forget that I get a paycheck too? I'm a fucking honeypot. <laughs> or did you forget? Uh, you you told us from the very beginning the compartmentalization of information is the best way to go. So how would we know that, dumbass? <laughs> We're your henchmen. You did not tell us anything about being no fucking honeypot. You told us you're just one of another smuggler just like us. Exactly. I'm a smuggler too. That's not a part of it, okay? I get it. I get it. I didn't completely clean with you, but yes, there's someone else out there, okay, that calls the 
the shots. And she, yeah, she is the only one who can let everybody leave. <laughs> okay. Why are you holding that over our heads? She. She, like yeah. We're the, like we're I'm a woman. In, like we're men in this. She's a woman. I'm a woman. Hoboth is a woman. Hagerty, he's a boy. Hoboth, girl. Brother, sister. That's it. We're twins. We're twins. We fraternal. To, we're fraternal twins. Well. Used, used to be identical twins, but we... That's dead. I thought you were done blaming me. You love that we were identical twins. You take down just because I got boobies. And I let my hair grow out. Technically, we're not identical no more. Technically, now we're fraternal. That's You can't be identical twins if you got a brother and a sister. Exactly. It's only a brother and a brother, sister, sister. Not brother, sister. You can't be identical if you're brother. You're fraternal. Now that you're a sister, now I'm that fraternal. you're my sister instead of brother, you're my, it's supposed to be nice. It's supposed to be nice to you. And you're going to throw it up in my face. Fuck you and your three-foot shins. That cut low. Even for you, Haggerty. You two are ridiculous. Nobody is going to leave here unless the girl on the radio says so. And I don't think she's going to say anything because the time zone in Russia is 12 hours behind us. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. You told me in the video when we made, when you made me write that note and we put it on a break and you sent it through my window. You said we were in Russia. Where are we? Should I be the one that tells her? Oh, if you tell her, I tell her. I think you should tell her because I don't know what you're going to say. And so I want to know what you're going to say. I'm going to tell her the truth. Yeah, you tell her the truth because I might tell her something crazy like Zimbabwe. Unless we, unless you were going to say Zimbabwe. If you were going to say Zimbabwe. I wasn't going to say Zimbabwe, but if it was Zimbabwe, that'd be cool. Uh, no, we're not that far from home system. <laughs> we're underground to Brandonopolis. Can you get my night medicine? No. I mean, we get swim for a fee with smugglers. We can work for her now. No, you're not working for anybody but the fucking lady on the radio. Well, technically, you all are working for me. <laughs> Don't forget that. No, because but our boss is actually the lady on the radio, right? Well, I mean, I'm the, I'm the intermediary. We well, just have this whole big thing about how that's the person we're supposed to listen to. Well, I mean, but you're not supposed to forget me, the intermediary, who you thought was the big boss yeah, until I revealed that information to... <laughs> well, now I know more information! We're not going to listen to somebody who's an intermediary. We want to talk to the lady on the radio. Right. Give I us the radio. Your boss, the Let's, radio. Give me the radio. <laughs> Let's see it. Let's give us a radio. <laughs> Come on. I'm not going to let you use the radio. <laughs> I'm turning it on right now. You're not doing shit. You don't want to get near me in my micro penis. I mean, clip. Honestly, we're not anti-trans. Hello? No, we're not. Hello, lady on the radio. Can you hear us, lady? Lady on the radio. Is that how you get to her, or what? You ask for a lady on the radio. That's oh. not who you get. Hello? What do you want? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to... I'm not trying to mistake you. Sorry. Why you try to talk like no, me? No, no, sorry. You try to make mockery of my accent? Oh, no, we're not trying to do that. We're not... No, listen. it's just I have a hard time. I hear somebody else's accent. I pick it up. Listen. I do the same thing. Where we, You know, we hear the accents... We're just trying to figure out if we can let this little marble go. And they said we got to listen to some lady on the radio. Yeah, you have to listen to lady on the radio for now you talk to me. Well, can we... What's your problem with intermediary? 
she's she's not doing a job. She's just not very. I'm trying to do my job, but they are just trying to go over my head once they learn. Miracles. This is fifth complaint we've had about you in last month. What's going on? Uh, nothing. <laughs> give me that back. Give me nothing. Nothing's going wrong. Nothing. What's is going wrong. on at this point? I have to not only I've given you three write ups at this point. You're going to have to come back. We're going to have to do trial. You know. Put you in front of a jury and for your own no, fears. No, and no, Denise, Denise, And no. see if you're even fit to be in part Denise, of this. Denise, 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 no. We don't need to do any of that, okay, Denise? <laughs> we just don't need to. Hmm? You want to see my no, titties, the... Denise? <laughs> I did not know this was FaceTime. You want to see my... Well, I'd have to send you a photo, I guess, wouldn't I, Denise? Is that, that, would not be, uh, that would not be government approved. But if you want to send picture of tit, you send picture of tit. Well, that get the lady on the radio to let everything be okay. <laughs> we'll just let lady on go. the radio. I uh, don't know if everything's going to be okay. She'll be there, you know. She'll be judge. But uh, at this point, if I don't do it, she kill me. So even whether or not I send in a picture of my fucking tits. That's why I told you. If you want to them. send picture of tit, you send picture. Fuck of... you! I'm turning the shit off. <clears throat> See, that lady on the radio is not helpful. Well, how we are just, we supposed to? How are we supposed to how know? A, how are we supposed to know that? There's no way we could have no known it. No way we could have known it. No way we could have known it. But it sounded like that you might not be our boss anymore. Where'd that marble go? Are you kidding me? Did you go? Oh, oh, be repose. Accidentally left the front door open. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's what classic we, Agony. That's what we call doing the Hagony. Yeah, oh my god, you know, I did another Hagony. You know, mom oh always used to god. say, you know, what you do, living in a barn. Yeah, and you know, it's crazy because we are in an underground barn. And once we told her that we were in Brandonopolis, she started looking around. She, you, as soon as we said it, she did this. She looked left. She looked right. She looked left, right. Then she saw the That's door. Exactly what happened. She saw the door, Mirapose. Exactly. And what she did was once we got talking about whatever the fuck we were talking about, she left. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at this point, she left. So, oh, she's not even here anymore. Mirapose. Oh, shit. Maybe and all that time, she already went ahead and stormed out. Well, I guess it's all on them. There's no way she's going to find that fucking Moggle. <laughs> no, nah, that Moggle's going to be lost for days. That Moggle's probably gone. <laughs> the good news is she just shot this bitch down here with Tranquilizer, and nobody's going to be back for, like, days. Are you kidding me? We can have sex with Samantha. I don't want to have sex with Samantha. You don't want to have sex with Samantha? I'm trans now! I'm going to have sex with Samantha, and you can rub your little micropenis. <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to MoTafe. We're back, folks. We're back on that sporadic schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, you know, less pressure, more excitement. That was a lot of fun recording that. That was a lot of fun. There, that was that was fun. Hagerty and Hobarth, great uh, additions to the the MoTafe <laughs> database. We welcome them. Yeah, we welcome them to the show. Welcome to the show. And if you know anything about the show, you'll know as soon as we like characters, they start appearing in every episode. <laughs> I can't wait to hear Hagerty, Hobarth, and Tristan all interact together. It's going to be fucking insane. Because <laughs> base Hagerty is Tristan. That's yeah. just me doing Tristan, sort of. Yeah. He's become his own character instantly. Hobarth but... is is a, like I started with a much more angry Tristan, trying to make it sound like a woman. It did not stay. No, no, but that's okay. But that's okay. He does not conform you know, to gender roles. He straight out said it. Right. She. 
I feel like she's trying to, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Like, I'm, like, correcting you. She's. Uh, I feel like she's, like, uh, trying to do voice training. But yeah. anytime she gets a little angry. <laughs> it comes <laughs> a real voice. What are you doing? Right. She can't help it. She can't help trying it. Trying to do voice training over here. <laughs> that could be a, that'd be a that segment. That could be something that happens later. Well, you know, it's interesting because, like, the, when... I, you know, we were talking just a few minutes ago, and I think it's important to to commemorate in the actual show. Uh, now that we're doing a more sporadic release schedule of Motave, you know, we're hoping for we're hoping for biweekly, but yeah, we want to commemorate that for two years we did meet every week on on Zoom and 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 not Zoom, but on Skype and, yeah, and like, make an weird. episode. And uh, for two years we did it, and, and I loved progressing the story in that way. But it, it's exciting now to have, you know, more, uh, you know, opportunities to let the enjoyment factor come back in, to where it's not necessarily like, like, oh God, you know, we have to make an episode this week, and we don't really know what it's going to be about, so let's just like shit one together. I've never felt that way. No, you but... know, because it's like there are times where you know there, are, you know, we have like shorter improvs i would say like not even worse improvs sometimes we're just the ideas aren't flowing right but you know there is something to say about like the consistency of it like the story has to like like the more you stay at it the more you can get to a good episode right we do have a lot of there were a lot of episodes where we were like that was a good episode basically every episode that we recorded right like that exactly. was the best one yet and it, i do feel that way still every time i record an episode i'm like that was the most fun i had yet and even then, even this episode that we just recorded was quite quite the fun It was ride. fun. Um, but the reason I bring that up is because since then, from the time that I was uh, we were recording those episodes every week to now, boy, Lanta, a lot has changed, uh, at least in my life. I don't think much has necessarily changed. You've gotten you've you've gotten uh, solidified into your work schedule, so you've certainly hold on. What's the time frame? Uh, like the last two months. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I moved houses. Yeah, which was definitely stressful. Moved, like, an hour away from, where, like, where I'm working. Yeah. Which is, I mean, yeah. Not too much has changed in my day-to-day. A lot has changed for me, because I guess it's, you know, I was moving from Georgia. <laughs> we talked about we talked about uh, my work history, and uh, we've talked about both of our work histories on the show before. This is definitely <laughs> intended to be sort of an update to my work history uh, in in uh, in that sense. So uh, maybe I'll link in the description that episode of Motave. Okay, what one eighteen? I bet That's you think guess. it's one eighteen. That's my guess. But what are we on now? It actually is. This is episode one hundred and fifty six. You think we did that 50, 40 episodes yeah, ago? I think so. Yeah. Holy shit! <clears throat> I know, right? It's crazy to think about. Like, what did we even do? But it's, you know, it's happening. Man, you think that was like a year ago? I do, yeah. Wow. I do, yeah. It probably yeah. was, actually. I don't even know if I mentioned stage front at that time. I don't remember you doing that. Yeah. So at some point when I was in Georgia, I started working at stage front. I applied to their, I applied, I, you know, I applied on their website. I didn't know if they would even reach out and, you know. I don't even think they were technically had posted that they were hiring, but I just submitted my app, my resume to them. And they reached out, and I went in for an interview, and it was basically the the job was that they are a company that rents and services equipment for events, and most so like all the lighting events or all of like the lighting equipment, 
uh, audio visual equipment like uh, speakers and, and 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 projectors and screens and TV stuff um, and for private clients. Now, obviously, it's not exactly something that I was like dying to do because it was only barely related to theater. When I started doing like tech work at Clark State and then doing the Summer Arts Festival, I started working with that equipment, lighting equipment and sound equipment and that kind of thing. And so like that's the, the skills that I used to get the job. But really none of the events that we did had anything to do with theater and like it wasn't Yeah, I did kinda Yeah, I did kinda notice that. Yeah, it was a lot yeah. of like corporate events. Yeah, and I knew that I mean I knew it was gonna be all corporate events, but I thought like it would still be enough and like it sort of was it was sort of enough that, like, I'm like, well, I am, like, setting up the same light I would be setting up if I was in a theater. <laughs> so, like, it's, right. it's basically the same thing, right? No, it really wasn't. <laughs> uh, but the problems didn't really start right away. I, like, started... I started in, like, November of 2021. And I worked there for, like, a few months. I've worked there for a few events and nothing, you know, nothing nothing really out of the ordinary happened. Everybody was like friendly or whatever. And I don't really know what happened, but I got myself in that situation where I was too anxious. Like, I think I had like, I don't know why originally what happened, but I started leaving early for whatever reason. And then getting to the point where I was like too anxious to go back the next day. That was definitely chronicled in the, uh, the employment episode. Yeah. So I was back in that same cycle and eventually I just stopped going altogether and severed ties with the company by like December. Like as quickly as that. I didn't know you severed ties with the company. Well, yeah, I didn't really. I thought you just kind of stopped like accepting events. Well, exactly. And that's basically what happened. But then like he stopped offering them to me because I stopped accepting them. You know? Oh, okay. It was kind of just like, okay, well, you know. We're just going to basically quietly part ways. So then months went by, and I don't even really remember what what was going on and at that point in my life. I was mostly just looking forward to, like, visiting home. Uh-huh. Um, I know that, like, I came home in December for Christmas, and we spent, like, a whole week here, and I was really excited to do that. And, like, I know we hung out a couple times during that, recorded some Motafe episodes, which was always fun. Um, this was this last Christmas? Yeah. December 21? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then sometime in... Yeah, it must have been April, because this is like another very short period of time. In maybe late March or early April, I reached out via email. Uh, I emailed Clay, who was my boss. And it's embarrassing to think about, but like I used... And it's the truth. I mean, it was the truth, but I used the classic, you know, millennial excuse of, of mental health. And basically sent an email that's, I think the, uh, I, the subject was like employment, employee update. And I said, so I just wanted to explain like my erratic employment in November. And I basically said that. Hold on. Can I ask real quick? When you sign up for this kind of place, is it, there's no like, is there an understanding of how many hours you work a month? No, and I asked him that when I signed up. I was like, so I was like, I don't, ins- I don't envision this happening. But like, <laughs> if I like turn down assignments, if I turn down multiple assignments, like, or is there a minimum assignments? They're like, no. So, yeah, no. It was all like, it was a pretty much a company that was like, if you communicate with us, like everything's gonna be okay, pretty much. Okay, okay, I see. But I'm not good at that. 
Uh, I'm not very good at communicating, <laughs> uh, especially not when it comes to work. And so I reached back out after all this time. I finally, you know, I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I desperately need a job again. I desperately need to be working. I need money. So I email Clay. I think it's a shot in the dark. I'm like, there's no way in hell. I assume this place soiled my name, hates me to death, and wishes Because me you turned down some assignments? Or because you because left I early? I just ghosted them. I pretty much just, like, ghosted them and then stopped hearing from them. So as far as I was concerned, they were like, he's dead to us. I guess I'm just wondering, I'm like, I don't think they would care if it's more like a gig thing. We're like, oh, You're just... Right. Zach's probably busy. I guess, and that's or he might have got another thought. job or that, something. You know, that's probably what they thought. But so he, maybe, maybe they're thinking at the very least, like he could at least say no. Right. And so when I sent this email, like maybe they took it and they were just like, oh, like maybe they thought it was no big deal, and that's why he was so easily like the long story. The short story is he let me come back. Obviously, did you respond to like your email? Like, did yeah. he address any of it? Yeah, he was like really nice about it. I basically, to make a long story short, I basically told him that. You know, oh, my mental health got really bad, and I needed to get some help, and I got help, which was a lie. I still do, <laughs> you know, I still would, I still could use some of that, but, you know, I didn't have that, and I still don't. <laughs> but I told him that, I was like, okay, but now I feel like I'm able to withstand the yeah. the, the job. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's fine, you know, I'm glad to hear you're doing better, you know, sometimes we need time to ourselves, and we'll be glad to have you back. And then, like, that day, he sent me other assignments. That's nice. Yeah, it was. Uh, he really welcomed me back. There's no doubt about that. He was always, he was always definitely a, a very good boss. You know, in that. In that Did you sense. only email him really, or you talked to him in person? Hardly ever. He, we we spoke at my interview, and then like we spoke once after I got. We spoke once or twice. There were a few events that I saw him at, um, when I got like rehired. What I consider my rehire, because people. It was interesting. Some people remembered me, and some people didn't. From November to April. Really. Yeah. So, you know, whatever, I didn't mind. But it was kind of nice to have that anonymity again, yeah. so to speak. But it was a little awkward. I'm like, you really don't remember me, but whatever. Because so, you remember all of them, I'm sure. Of course, yeah. So I start working again, and I really was honestly proud of myself. I really got back into, like, working, like, 30, 40 hours. Yeah, you started off strong. Like, I jumped right back into it, and I was really enjoying it because, like, each day that I went in, it wasn't as long as they said it was going to be, so that was always an exciting thing. Yeah, yeah. That was always a... And each of the events weren't as crazy as, like, they were back when I was there in November, and I, like, felt like because I already had a little bit of experience handling the equipment, that getting started back into it was really easy. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, some of the things that we went to right away were really cool. Like, I told you about that... um, Gulf Stream event that I worked where like there was like a brand new uh jet plane behind oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, like they were like don't get anywhere near the fucking plane so I mean there were some cool experiences that I started to have but then uh, and it sucks because I, I let one person really ruin a, a really great opportunity for me and I think uh it might have had lasting impacts beyond that there was this guy and his name was Justin, Justin Smith. And I don't mind outing him at all because obviously he's from another state. <laughs> so, like, it does not yeah. matter whatsoever. But this guy was a fucking asshole. He's probably, like, maybe 30 years old, maybe 35, if I'm being generous. And he's, like, I, I can't, he, he's, he's your average sort of tech guy. I just don't know. What is, like, 
Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if that's, like, a stereotype to you, but to, like, a theater person, it's, like, a stereotype of, like, the tech guy. Kind of like a Ryan Tyree type. Kind of, except... Like, I just can't imagine Ryan Tyree being a mean yeah, person. He would, it, Yeah, Ryan Tyree can't be mean at all, but it's... He's... The tech people, tech theater tech people are, like, know-it-all, like, kind of chauvinistic... They're neckbeard people. Oh, like I see. They're okay. War of the War, World of Warcraft, like kind of the same kind of. And they all think that they know their shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they're all, yes, and they're all like that. But a lot of the people at Stagefront didn't really exhibit the typical signs of tech people that I don't like. But they did have a few, and Justin was one of them, and he was just an out and out prick now i don't want to say i didn't call some of it on to myself by like leaving early and maybe he remembered me and he's like i this is the guy that leaves early he was immediately a prick to you immediately how often do you work with him not very often you know not at first but then it became every event um and so like so when it started so there was a, a few events and then clay called me up one day and he's like how would you like to take the lead on one of these events there's a conference moving in to the conference center the convention center in savannah and in addition to running the ballroom for all of their big presentations they're also having us run their conference uh, their breakout rooms yeah and so he wanted me basically to be on site to run any issues that happened in the breakout rooms so that day... Is this uh, the day, like, I remember you doing that. I remember you, like, jerked mm-hmm. off. And yeah, I was telling... Yeah, that's the... I did mention that on the show. So when I was doing that event, he was the one that was in charge of the ballroom at okay. the time. So that's, like, how we butted heads. And when I showed up there, I was, like, confused because when Clay told me that I was leading this event, I had no idea, like, what that really meant. So I thought I needed to come in here and start being like, oh, this needs to go here, this needs to go there, all this stuff is going here. I hadn't, I didn't know. So I like go up to Justin and I'm like, hey, so I think I'm supposed to be doing this, uh, the breakout room. I'm supposed to be leading that team. And he goes, uh, yeah, we're we're both we're all working the same call. We're all working the same call first. We're all doing the ballroom. And I'm like, well, that's not what Clay told me. I mean, he told me we were working the like two separate calls, but they were just going to send it in one truck. He's like, yeah, well, Clay's Clay's not here. We're working at his one call. Instantly, I'm anxious because I'm like, that's not what they told me to do. I don't know how to assert myself because I don't know that that's even the truth, you know. And then they're like, well, J J P will be here in a minute. He's one of the main guys there. J P will be here in a minute. He's going to help take care of it. Well, when J P gets there, thank God he splits us off and we do it the way that I thought it was supposed to be. Yeah. That was like our only. That was like our first interaction back. And, like, we ended up getting, like, lunch there that day, and, like, he was just being kind of, like, obnoxious at the meeting and talking about, like, all this stuff. Like, apparently he goes to Japan and does tech work there. So, like, okay. he was, like, talking about shit in Japan. Like, oh, yeah, when, when I was in Japan, and he was, like, showing This is the guy you don't like? Phone. Yeah. So, like, I had, like, other interactions with him, but nothing that was, like, that bad until at the end of that event, the ACCG uh, conference, I ended up cleaning out all of my conference rooms, getting all the stuff packaged up, pushing it all out to the loading dock and getting it loaded onto the truck. But then they wanted me to wait like three more hours until the ballroom was done and then work that too. That's really like a hard ask for someone like me. 
<laughs> because like to me, what I did and what I worked with all week is done. And now you want me to wait three more hours. Yes, I'm sure they would have been paid. You want me to wait three more hours to work on something that I didn't work. You know what I mean? To me, that's like extra. Yeah, it is. And so I I declined, except like I didn't decline because it was like expected, like you'll be here. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, because like I don't know how to assert myself. I don't know how to like stand up for myself, I guess, because I think so you we, agree to do it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'll be there. You know, it was kind of like it wasn't it wasn't up for debate. It was just kind of like understood that I would be there. You know what I mean? It's how I felt. So yeah, when I protest. Right. So when I left, I didn't really think anything of it at the time. I mean, of course, I probably went home and I was anxious about it, like thinking, oh, my God, they're going to call me. They're going to call me. Well, they didn't call me. And then a few days pass. You know, I don't have another event until like the next weekend. Well, then, of course, I get nervous the next time before I have to go in, of course, because I'm like, well, what if somebody mentioned nobody ever mentions it. But the next time I work with Justin, we're at the Savannah Civic Center and it is a we're setting up for a meeting that is like a conference of city officials and like the mayor is going to be speaking at this event. And it's, it was like the Chamber of Commerce. That's what it was. It was the Savannah Chamber of Commerce like meeting. And also the mayor was speaking. And so we were setting up like the, the microphones, the projectors and like the speakers and that kind of shit. And I'm not like the most skilled in this field. I can't just like look at the equipment and know exactly what it is. Like look at the box and be like, oh, okay, that's like the speaker and that's going to go here and this needs to go over here. You know, at that point, I was yeah. still relatively new. I'd only worked before. I'd only worked there for like three weeks and then basically quit. And then oh, that was now, only three weeks? Yeah. And then now it's like this is probably like my second week. So, I mean, all told, I've only done this for like five weeks. Okay. So, I'm helping out, you know. There's this old Jewish man named Paul who is like one of the bigger salesmen. And he's also there helping set up. And then there's a guy who's like our age named Devin, who's like kind of a, he's kind of like a gay guy. I talked like this. Okay. He's not gay, but he, he's gay. And uh, I liked him. He was nice. And then it was me and then Justin, who I fucking can't stand. So Devin's setting something up. Paul's over here in his own world. He doesn't really ever like contribute anything. He sets up his own stuff and then just complains about everything else. He's a nice guy though. But then I notice like Justin is setting up the speakers and he's like putting he's putting like the bass speakers where they're gonna go. And I notice I like I'm go over to where all the extra cases are and I grab this uh, case that I know has like the poles for the speakers in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that's what it is. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is the poles for the speakers. He's putting up the speaker. I walk over there. I undo the case and start putting the poles in. He comes up and he goes, yeah, I got that. Why don't you help Devin? I can do that. Uh, Why don't, yeah, I'm like, okay. I'm like, whatever. Of course, it pissed me off. But not to the point where I was like, I didn't think about leaving at you're that not, point. You're not like, Fuck I wasn't this place. that mad, but I was like, this guy... I was like, oh my God, I hate this guy. I did I did ask, I was like, where's the bathroom? And I tried to go to the bathroom and it was locked. And when I came back, I did think that they were talking about whether I was leaving. Why? Because like I came back and I kind of thought like, I think he's gone. That's what I thought I heard him say. They could have been talking about anybody else. He could have said something completely different. So but, how many times have you like left up until this point? At that point, 
by my rehire only one other time. Oh, okay. But one before, if you include the time before I quit, like seven. Oh my god. Yeah. How long was that first run? Three weeks. Okay. Okay. You yeah. just said that. Yeah. Which is pretty bad, but I was not ready to. I was not ready for it, and I thought I was ready for it, and I was really starting to be good at it, you know. And I was, I was doing all right. And so I came back from the bathroom, and you know, the rest of that one was okay. He Justin ended up leaving which was nice, but it was just these little snide remarks up until that point. So I'm trying to keep in mind, I'm trying to keep it all straight. So there was an, there was a, an event at a, at a hill. So hold on. You really didn't interact with him the rest of that one? No, there were only a few, uh, there was a couple times where like I had to ask him a question or something or like, you know, he, that was, yeah, there were a few other times there was something that, um, I was, he hadn't placed all of the speakers yet, but I was running a cord that plugged into all of the speakers. So I didn't run it, like, precisely, like, against the wall. I mean, like, I ran it up against the wall, but it wasn't, like, as perfect as it would be if it was already plugged in. And yeah, like, yeah. tightening it up. And he's, like, Justin comes over, he's like, this needs to be up against the wall. I'm like, yeah. You know what I, Like, it's not yeah. plugged in. You know, he's, like, trying to micromanage everything. It was really annoying. But, no, nothing too major at that event. We came back the next day and, un, you know, tore it all down and it, nothing really major happened at, at that event besides like that first, like, no, I got it, you know, and he's like, help Devin. Then we go and I'll get my journal out for this part because I have visual, a visual aid at some point. You drew a picture? Yeah. We uh, go to this place. It's uh, in Savannah. There's this little uh, island uh, called Hutchinson, Hutchinson Island that's like in between Savannah or in between Georgia and South Carolina. There's only the Savannah Convention Center and I, I, can't, I can't remember if it's a Marriott or a Hilton, but that's it on the whole island. Just the convention Jesus. center and just the and the hotel because it's a really small little island. That's and, all there is? Yeah, that's it. I mean in a bunch of like a field, but nothing. Yeah, it's a really small island, nothing else on it. Yeah, let me see. This will also help because this is some of my journaling about it. Let's see. 5-15-22. I've got that angst, 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 anxiety. Um, okay, here it is. I have worked two events since leaving the ACCG loadout early, and I had hoped to, and I had hoped to have moved on, but I'm worried more now than ever that I ruined my second chance. After Clay's text on 5-3... Was that going too far? Yeah, this is... Okay, so on 5-3... I've got a small bit of the anxiety. I am working a loadout today at 1 p.m. and the leaving early is catching up to me. So I left the ACCG loadout. That was the one with the conference rooms. And before I went to the next load in that I was just telling you about, about the mayors, Clay texted me around 11 a.m., like two hours before I'm supposed to be there, to ask if I would still be there. He said, I remember that now. He texted me. He said, hey, are you coming to the, are you going to come to the, the load in? Okay, okay. There's no reason for, uh, there's no reason other than they've discussed my leaving early. Why else ask if I'm still showing up? You know, is what I say here, because it's like, it's true. Uh, it's true. So, but I, of course, then I did. I, you know, I did end up leaving early again, apparently, at some point. You left early um, at that event? It says here, the 5-3 loadout was basically silent. Okay, yeah, that's right. On 5-4, Justin actively got on my nerves, pissed me off, and pushed me away. He's an ugly, cocky prick. I kept jumping in and doing shit, and he'd be like, I've got it, and go help Devin instead, and just shit like that. I don't know why I care. I literally hate him, but it kept getting under my skin. 
I tried to go to the locked bathroom. I'm pretty sure I heard Devin starting to talk shit, but I don't know for sure. I shouldn't care, and really I don't, but it is anxiety-inducing to feel out of place and very unwanted. So I mean, it's just this guy that's making you feel unwanted. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm also worried that I ruined my second chance at stage front. What if I? What if tomorrow is my last event? I'm prematurely worried. Uh, if I lose stage front, I'm fucked. <laughs> it says here I still don't have another event scheduled for stage front. I have worked two events since leaving the ACCG loadout early, and I'd hope to have more booked, but I'm worried more now than ever. Clay's text on five three. He didn't update my call time for five eleven. That's right. So after he sends that text message, are you still going to be there? There's another event where I'm supposed to go down to, uh, it's, it's, it's graduation season. And I drive all the way down to whatever this, I think it was like Georgia Southern or something like that. And I get all the way down there. I walk all the way up and they're like, you're two hours late. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? And JP's like, yeah, you're, you're supposed to be here two hours ago. Clay didn't tell you. And genuinely, Clay did not tell me. He did not include me in this email or whatever where he sent it out. Oh, I, get, okay. I don't know if he just assumed I wasn't going to go. I don't know. but I So that was embarrassing. I was glad. Were they mad? They were just, what would they, I mean, they were kind of like, you know, but I'm like, what am I supposed to do? He didn't tell me, you know. So I, I did a little bit of work, but it was basically already done by that point. Oh, shit. It was very hard for me not to just turn right around and get in my car and leave. When they told you you were late? Yeah. I was so riddled with anxiety at that point because I'd already, at this point, I already thought I had ruined my second chance at the job. And but so, this is after you've worked two events, though. Yeah. I know. I was really, it, it doesn't really make sense. I was really, like, crazy okay, at this okay. point. You okay, know what okay, I mean? I, I was like, you know, I was like, it doesn't. You're really getting in your head Yeah, exactly. I was thinking, like, everything, just pe- two people talking, I'd be like, they're talking about me. You know, I don't know why. Yeah. So at that event, and five, we go. I get down there, they're like, you're two hours late. I end up, they have convinced these people to have them put up their big video screen instead of, like, a instead of like a your classic like projector screen it's like the actual led like video wall oh, okay I see. and they have them like hoisted up with motors and all this stuff and it goes in a specific case and justin is barking orders from the car the truck he's like zach go put the motor cables in the motor case you know and there's motor case one and motor case two so i push motor case one over there and i start filling it up and I hear, he's like, not that one! Because there's, like, another cable mixed in there. He's, like, watching me from over there and, like, just shouting all of these orders from all the way over there. Being, being really toxic. And at some point, he starts, like, blaming me for something else. Someone did. He's like, hey, why why is all this cords in here? I told you. I was like, that's not the one. That's a completely different case. I didn't do anything with that. I have no idea with this what tone? the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, because at that point, I hate this guy. Uh-huh. I'm like, I, I really hate this guy at this point. He's really starting to rub me the wrong way. He was He's an ass. He's really an ass. And eventually, you know, we end up getting through the whole thing and end up going home. And that's, you know, another day in the books. So then the big thing that happened was we there was an event for the United Way's, like, annual meeting or whatever. And there was this big, big production. It was at that hotel on Hutchinson Island. And... They it was this whole like ballyhoo production. They had like sparklers and all kinds of like crazy shit, really wasting the money of the people that donate to the United Way. Oops. And afterwards, we're coiling up all the, you know, we're tearing all the shit down, and I'm coiling up these XLR cords. And to be fair, 
it's not, you know, it's not that hard to coil up a fucking cord, but it's not done in the way that like you would, there's a way to do it. You know what I mean? You don't just like wrap it around your arm or like any, you know, there's like a way that you hold the cord and you twist it in a way to, to, to wrap it oh, up I didn't know the that. best way. I'm not saying that I was, you know, it's easy to like just miss a loop or like anything like that. And I was kind of in a rush. And one of the chords that I did was not as good as it should have been, you know, instead of, you know, it, they can get twisted up. It's pretty easy to get them twisted up. But, you know, I didn't think anybody would notice it. Let's be honest. Okay. It was, it's not that big of a deal, but I didn't think anybody would notice it. And even if they did, like, nobody's going to make that big of a deal out of it because it's a small mistake. Right. Well, that's not the case. So after I start wrapping up all these chords, Justin walks up to me, and this is where I've drawn a, a thing, and he holds it up to me, and he says... Is this what he looks like? Yeah. It, now, this looks like it's anti-Japanese because... Is he it, Japanese? No, he's not Japanese, but it says, go back to Japan, you cringe fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only because at this he point... He talks about going there so much. It, well, and he was supposed to go back to Japan at some point in the summer, and so everybody at this point... I had mentioned to somebody, I was like, I hate Justin, and they were like, yeah, we all do. So that kind of oh. made me feel better, but they had told me at some point that he was supposed to go back to Japan... But he walks up to me and he holds up his cord and he holds it, my cord, and he holds it up like it's dirty underwear, like with, just with two fingers and he extends it away from his body. And he says, uh, did you coil this cord? And I'm like, oh yeah, looks like I, looks like one of the loops came undone. He goes, yeah, well, if that's an issue for you, maybe just take a break on cords. Yeah. So condescending. I hope that I'm delivering it as condescending it as it very was. Condescending. Without it, literally, the second he said that, I put my stuff down and walked out the door. Really? Yeah, I just walked out. I'm like, I was already planning to leave at three, and it was like two forty-five. He said that to me. He's like, "Take a break from coiling cords." Okay, I'm taking a break from coiling cords. I'm leaving. No, I just went. I left. You walked out the front door. You're just like, bye. Yeah, I like I walked out. Well, I, don't even know where I mean, I like definitely way... slinked out the side door. I mean, because we were in a hotel, so I had to like. It, it's always anxiety inducing, but it's it's also liberating. I guess I just meant like you're you're just like all right. Yeah, per- literally, I said okay, and I put the stuff down and I walked away. And I like at first I went to the bathroom because I'm like I'm not leaving. You know, I was, at first I was like I'm I was trying to make myself stay, but I'm like no, I have to leave after that. Like it was so rude. It was so like. It was so rude, I have to leave, is, like, how I so felt. So, when you were planning on leaving at 3, was that early? Yeah, so yeah. So, you were already planning on leaving early? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because they called me in to, like, operate Spotlight for the event. Like, the only time I've ever seen them do that for the fucking United Way meeting. Only, only time you know? on Spotlight? Yeah, so I'm like, I, I didn't want to stick around for the loadout, but it was kind of understood that I would. And I'm like, well, maybe I could lie. You know, I, I love to lie. I'm like, well, maybe I could lie and say that they told me I only had to work as, I didn't have to work the loadout. So that's what I said. So I said, I, they didn't tell me I'd have to work the loadout, so I, I have to leave at three. Like, I have some, that was my way of oh, asserting you, you myself. Said that to them? Yeah, I'm like, I have to leave at three. Well, I ended up leaving at 245 because Justin said that to me. I hate him. So, like, that's like really uh, one, of the, one of the last big days here because I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. It gets worse, but uh, yeah, the t- <laughs> we're getting close to my last day here in my journal. I want to see if there's anything that I actually said that might provide a little interesting information to it. 
Yeah, so the next day, so this is the last day, I do remember this. So this is my last day at... the next day? uh, It's actually, it's a few days later. There is, like I said, it's graduation season, and this was my last event that was scheduled, and I didn't get any more events after this. So this ended up being my last day, and it was May 22nd of 2022. Five months ago? Yeah, and since then, I've basically been unemployed. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. thought you had been working in stage front this yeah. whole time. This is what like sparked this whole conversation yeah. again. With. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, you know, it's partially it's partially just the you know sheer embarrassment, but uh, also you know just the uh, the depression. You know, the depression will do it to you. And how are you? How are you getting by during these five months though? That's like I'm so curious. I know. Well, DoorDash has helped. You know, my mom has helped out a lot. Uh, you know, I'm ashamed to say. You yeah. know, but. You do what you got to do sometimes, and uh, I got to say, you know, I, I say it, it, it was a, it's a weird form of depression. It's not, you know, it's not your your typical, uh, but there there's something there's something in me where I'm like I just can't bring myself to work. <laughs> it sounds so lazy, but I'm like I just can't do it. Ever since this is whole, ever since this whole thing's happened, even going back to the cuss most recently has given me so much stress and anxiety that I left that early already. Luckily, yeah, like, last week. Yeah. Luckily they were like, okay with it. They were like, no, I understand. Cause of course okay. I had, I had to concoct a lie. Wait, at least you tell like, them. It, I think what yeah. really gets you into these tizzies is when you just leave and don't tell anybody. Yeah. yeah. So I was scheduled to work. It was at the in market arena, which is where I saw the Lumineers that I was just telling you about. Okay, okay. Brand new, brand new uh, facility. The Savannah Chatham County Public Schools has rented it out, and over one week they are going to do all all like thirteen of their high school graduations. Holy shit! And Stagefront was there to like do lighting support, and it was a huge call, and it was like really intimidating to be at to begin with because there's like union guys there it's this venue i've never been to it's humongous i mean it's not that big in comparison to like other arenas like the schottenstein is i mean like you could fit like three of these in the schottenstein like but it was a big arena but it was really small in comparison to some arenas and there were so many people there that i didn't know it was just really intimidating it was a big place there was a lot of equipment a lot of gear a lot of shit that i had no idea what was going on about and a lot of people who i who knew i was somebody who leaves Okay. I was terribly nervous. The fact that I even showed my face, I couldn't even begin to believe with. You know, I can't even begin to believe that I did that with the amount of, like, pressure that I had after leaving that event when he said the thing about the That was only 15 minutes early. I know, but it's still, the pressure was, to me, was tremendous. It sounds sounds like it's not much, but to me it was tremendous amount of pressure. So I, oh, because there was another event in between that nothing really crazy happened, but... I worked directly with Clay on that one, and he told me, he was like, yeah, it's, you know, a lot of the guys say you disappear. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, it was kind of like he had given me a warning, so to speak. He's like, shape up. So when I showed up, I'm like, all these people have been talking about me. You know what I mean? And it's true. And they should, you know, of course. Now, we're standing there. We unload the truck. You know, there's a couple people that I like, and I'm kind of hovering around Devin because I like him, and he knows what to do, and he's, he's nice. He's the gay one. So I'm like hanging around near him and Devin's like, okay, can you, Zach, can you bolt together these truss? There's like these two metal truss that they're going to hang 
in the air. They're going to take up and hang in the air and hang lights off of that. And so he asked me to just bolt the truss together. There's That's eight bolts. The second I sit down to start doing it, a union guy gets on the other side and does the other four bolts before I even get these four bolts done. It's instantly done, right? Uh-huh. So I put the thing down and I walk over towards... Uh, I walk over towards Devin and I'm standing there and uh, Justin walks by and I'm just waiting for Dustin to tell, you know, Devin to tell me what we're doing next. Because honest to God, like, I don't have any idea what we're doing. I don't know what equipment is going to be hanging on this specific bar at this, where it needs to be focused. I don't know what, you know, they didn't even tell me what we were doing. You know what I mean? They didn't say like, oh, this is going to be the lighting bar. I didn't know what the fuck we were doing. You had just gotten there. That was all my inference. You know what I right. mean? So I was just waiting to hear, like, oh, you know, push the push these crates over there. We're going to load these up with lights. We need to also get the power cables run through there. Whatever it was. No, I didn't know. So I, so I get all the way over there. I'm standing by Devin. I'm waiting for him. Justin walks by, cock of the walk, and he goes, yeah, if you want Zach to do anything, you're going to have to hold his hand. And keeps walking and it's like which is not even like true what the fuck? i'm always looking for stuff to do i'm always there literally the second he asked me to do that it was done you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm like i'm I, to me i felt like i was a reliable person when i was there yes i left early but when i was there i was always looking for stuff to do and i felt like they would have they should have noticed that about me yeah if you want zach to do something you're gonna have to hold his hand instantly my penis shrinks up and goes inside me i've been called out you know what I mean? Instantly, I'm like, another thing. He's saying something else to me. Evasive maneuvers almost immediately. I couldn't control it. You know, I've mentioned that insidious yeah. voice that I have. I couldn't control it. At that point, I was walking out. I managed to get myself into the bathroom, which I think is a sign of the conscience in me. I managed to get myself to stop at the bathroom first, <laughs> which is, I think, a good sign, you know? Because I'm like, instantly, he said that to me. I'm like, I quit. Like, immediately. I'm like, that's it. I'm never coming back immediately. Uh-huh. I knew I was never coming back. I knew all bridges were burnt. I'm done. That's it. I know it sounds as crazy, but that's it. That's just, that's what it was. I knew I was done. That was it. I was done. So I instantly, I'm like, I stand there for maybe a split second. I'm like, he really said that. And then I'm like, yeah, he really said that. I quit. And I like start walking towards the bat, towards the exit. I mean, really towards the exit. And I'm like, for a second, the little, you know, that little angel kicks in and they're like, you can't quit. I dive into the bathroom. I'm like, okay, yeah, he just said that to me. Yep, he just, he he said that to me. My penis is gone. My penis is gone. Uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I, I have to quit. Am I quitting? Okay. Am I quit? Does your penis literally? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was gone. It was gone, yeah. It was gone. Completely, complete retraction. So I, I'm like, that's it. I walk out the back door. Now I'm, I go towards the loading dock because I assume there's, well, I know because I walked up that way. I mean, that's the closest way to get to my car. I assume there'd be a way to walk down. So I walk out the loading dock. But the thing is where, like, the way that it's built is the loading dock is, like, right off of the arena. So they're all, like, right there, basically. I mean, there's, like, a stage and there's, like, all the room of, like, the back the backstage area. But it's not that much room. But there, there's enough space between them that I probably could have been okay being out in the open, but I didn't want to risk it. So like I kept towards the wall, you know, so I walked through this big garage door opening, 
but I didn't want to walk straight down the ramp because I thought somebody would see me and go, hey, Zach's leaving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, hey, where are you going? Hey, come back. Hey, we're not done. So I'm like, stick to the wall. There's probably another way down. So I like, I like hug the wall. I like slide out through the garage door and like stick back up against the wall. I'm like walking along and it gets to the point where it's like where the dumpster comes, where the, uh, where the trash truck comes. And the only way there's nothing, there's no way to get down. It's only where a truck backs up. Okay. So it's like, literally that's it. So it's like a six, not six foot jump, but like at least a three foot drop. Yeah. And I'm like, the only thing I can do, the only way to get out besides walking back into the open area and being seen is to jump down. So even though the security desk is like literally right there and the lady is watching me, I literally jump from where the dumpster is, jump down to the ground and walk along the fence as fast as I can to get out of there and then get in my car. And I'm like, oh, oh, as I'm driving away, literally like this just absolute release of anxiety. My penis starts growing again. (laughs) I come out. I literally, I get in my car. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. As I'm driving away, like you feel the release of anxiety. Oh yeah. But how soon does it come back in? It could be almost immediate. But when I've quit a job like that, to me was a quit. I knew I was. I knew every number was going to be blocked. I knew you know whatever was going to come next would have would come next. You know, if it was DoorDash, whatever, what that's what it ended up being. But regardless of that, it was I was like that freedom. I literally told myself I'm free forever. I think I said it out loud as I was like speeding out of the parking lot. I'm like, oh, oh my god, I'm free, I'm free. My penis is coming out. I'm like looking back just to see if anybody's like looking out the windows at me. It was crazy. I was, but I really felt it was crazy, you know. But it was a good release. I was glad to be free of it. I think it's had lasting impacts because I do think that it might be the reason why I didn't get the John Legend theater job and oh, why. Think? Yeah, and I think it might be. Did um, you like list that? Like, well, put, yeah. You put their phone number. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to be honest, but to be to be fair, I just don't know whatever happened with that because they never really reached back out to me. So I don't know that I. But the you whole time. Them, right? Yeah, oh, stage John front. Oh, yeah, stage but this, at the John Legend job, though, they never reached out back out to me, so I just don't even know what happened with that. They told me to hang in there, but hang in there for what? I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, it's classic me, I guess. You know, I told I told Bree the last time, because, I mean, she was of the same understanding, but when we hung out that night and recorded that episode, as we were driving home, I was telling her about it because I was like, you know me, I'm chronically unemployed. I am my father's son. It's devastating news. I, you know, To me, it feels like a, a gutting, self-fulfilling prophecy. I feel like I'm falling into the, the trap that he has set for me. But it's interesting that it's like, it's not the same. I mean, maybe, maybe if we don't know Dennis as well, but really, I think like what happened with Dennis, though, is that he... Uh... He never really got like, I feel like the reason you're quitting is because you're so anxious. Right. I don't know if he's quitting because he's anxious. He's just a lazy man. You think that's what it is? But what if he is anxious? He could be. He doesn't portray it. No, he doesn't really have those traits. But But he could be struggling with it. But it seems like every job like that you've quit like this, it's been because of anxiety. Yeah. So I think like, I don't know. It like... It, no, I mean it's, it's like self fulfilling in the sense that like you will do something at your job mm-hmm. that makes you anxious enough to not ever want to be at your job. Right, exactly. But I feel like if you didn't do that, then maybe it wouldn't be there. Right. But maybe I don't know. That's it's like, hard to say. 
I can't believe you've already done it at the fucking cuss. I know. I'm a. I'm How much early did you leave there? One hour into it. Oh. How yeah. long were you supposed to be there? Like twelve hours. Oh shit. Yeah. But don't what worry. I don't worry. My the pipes exploded. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> don't worry. The pipes in my apartment exploded, and I have to go deal with that. They, I'm a terribly, you know, they didn't make a big deal about it, but you know, I'm, I'm a terribly, you know, it does, this one's really affected me more than the most. Cause I'm like, I know these people more, you know what I mean? Like I really knew these people yeah, and I really don't want to make, I really don't want to like do that there. So no. like, I really just don't think I'm ready to work there is the honest truth. Where do you think you're ready to work? I want to work at Menards. You think you can? Yeah. Well, I guess they have, oh, they have the one in, uh, yeah. like between here and Fairborn. Yeah. There's one in Fairborn now. So, I mean, I, I want to apply. I tried to apply, but, like, there was nothing really available at the time, it said. But I feel like, I mean, when I worked at Menards, we were always we were always hiring. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. A place like Menards. And, I mean, it's just like, I, yeah, I think I'm better than Menards. Like, I really, really, truly, honest to God, 100,000% wanted the job at the John Legend Theater. I'm absolutely gutted that I didn't get it. It's a true blow to all my charisma. You know, my charisma, my self-esteem, because, like, I really felt like I was perfect for it. But, like I said, I may have tanked it by just including my my true work experience yeah. on there. Well, I mean, maybe Menards is a good step for you because, like, that's a place that you can really tolerate. Yeah. Although you did leave early at Menards I did, Columbus. but I feel like it was so much, it was, it was, I knew what to expect every single time I, I you know... I got to, like, be able... You know, it was different enough that I wasn't completely dead inside, but I knew what to expect every day, so it wasn't, like, really anything to be anxious about. And honestly, it paid well enough. I could work less hours now that my bills are less expensive. Like, I just feel like... And when I went there, I've gone there to shop a few times since we've been back, and it's so peaceful. I'm like, I like this. You know what I mean? I like being here. And I just don't know. And, like, part of me is, like, really sad because, like, I don't think I want to work at the Cuss, and like that was like my backup. You know, I really like. Yeah. But I just think like I don't like that kind of work, and I'm gonna. What kind of work is it? Just working backstage and like working the load ins and the load outs. Oh, and, okay, okay. So basically the same thing as stage front. I really don't like that work, and I think I'm gonna end up ruining my reputation there, and I don't want to do that because I'd rather be able to like direct there or like be in there. Well, I think it's good that you're like recognizing like that. that. I think it, it's probably best that I'm just like I, this wasn't gonna work out for me, and just let them know that. But I don't know. It just sucks because I feel like I'm like choosing. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like no, I'm a failure you have to, to launch. I don't think necessarily, but I. I there's nothing wrong with that because it's like I didn't want to take this job at fucking. I mean, I worked at Serve You Motherfucking Success for two and a half motherfucking years. Yeah. Sometimes you just need something to build up that consistency. You're right. You're right. It's basically the same thing. I mean, it's like work that like we're way overqualified for, like completely out of like what yeah. we're doing. But like that job really taught me like consistency. Mm-hmm. You do know what to expect every day. You're like, oh man, I've done like eight forty hour work work weeks right in a row without calling off or doing anything. And, like, exactly. And things have been fine. It yeah. sucks, but, like, and then that's, like, that, like, really could help you, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, and I just, it's so hard because I'm now in the, I'm especially, like, at this point where I'm, like, well, now it's been, like, five more months. It's so just nice to just do what you want to do. What do you mean? When you just to wake up whenever you want. Not whenever you want. I mean, I'm still pretty consistent on waking up at, like, 9 a.m., but, you know, just... Being able to do what you want to do and not having, like, any sort of real schedule. Basically, what 
the schedule that you would be able to have if you already had a lot of money. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Is such a blessing to be able to just wake up in the morning and do what you want, not have to go to work, not have to, you know, be somewhere or do something, you know, just do literally what you want to do is such a blessing. Would I have more freedom if I had more money that would come from a job? Yes. But as soon as I get a job, my mind instantly goes like, okay, like when I was signed up at the CUS, I'm like, okay, well, I work today and then the next day and then I'll have a day off. And then I'm like, but then I'll have, then I work three days and then I only have one day off. It instantly, my whole thought process You're like hyper resolves on it. around when I'm going to be at work. It suddenly becomes my whole life, even if the job is something that I can let go of as soon as I clock out. It's some. It starts to consume but my whole life. Did you experience this with Menards? I feel like that's just like when you start a new job. Yeah. Because I experienced that in every new job I've ever had. Because mm. when I first started Chase for the first month or two, like every day I'd come home and like I'd think after work, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what Bilal thought when I said that. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the team thinks about yeah. me or like, hmm, wonder what I'm going to be working on tomorrow or shit. Like, and it's mm. just I thought about it all the goddamn time. Yeah. But then it just goes away. You're right. I did kind of get that way through with Menards, too. And then it does just go away. You're just like, oh, yeah, this is the day I work. Oh, yeah, the weekend's, the weekend's here. Two days yeah. off. You're looking forward to it, but you're not thinking about it all the fucking time. Yeah, you just I got to like ease back into it. And I think it was just difficult because Todd at the Performing Arts Center called me Sunday and wanted me to be there Monday. He called me at 11 p.m. on Sunday night, wanted me to be there at 8 a.m. the next morning. Yeah, but you seemed excited. I was in the sense that, like, I thought that's what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. I don't. As okay. soon as I got there and did it, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I mean, I left an hour in. You that know? was your first shift you yeah. left an hour in? Yeah. You haven't worked since? I couldn't control. I went back the next day and worked a little and oh, worked okay, another okay. hour. But then that was it. And then I was like. You I, worked another hour the next day? That's it? Yeah. Well, because then I said, so the again? first day I said, the first day I said it was the pipes. And then the next day I said, the landlord called and they have to come in to like actually like do the repairs. So I don't think I'm going to be able to. So anything since then? No, I haven't worked since then because the only thing that they've been doing is Fiddler on the Roof. And I basically turned down. I'm like, I can't work Fiddler on the Roof basically is what oh, I told Oh, okay. Them. I see. I see. And so I think just like, I'm not going to sign up for any more because like, I don't want to ruin the reputation I that I saying, already I see, have I there. And I don't know why I thought this was like a eight to five thing. I guess just the fact that he called you in at eight. When I left, I was really like, I knew I was like, I'm going to have to like DoorDash or something like that. But I'm like, I mean, my half of the rent is like $125. So I'm like, really? I'm really not that worried about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? At this point right now, to me, if I can start and just make that amount of money, that's a start for me at this yeah. point. Like I'm really like struggling to even do that. So... I think that would be stride at this point. Yeah. So that's where my work history is at, folks. Currently unemployed and have been for a long time. You heard it here first. Hope my family's not listening. (laughs) They don't listen. They don't listen. But, you know, the one episode that they would listen to would be the one that would get me in the most trouble. Yeah, That's how it would go. That's how the universe does it, folks. Well, folks, hopefully, you know, hopefully the universe will provide. uh, But until then... Stay moat. Drink your prune juice, you old bat.